Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We're about GA today. Learn more at gawontwait.com. That's gawontwait.com. With Black Friday savings all month long at the Home Depot, you get all the jingle bells and whistles you could wish for with LG Appliances. With America's most reliable line of appliances per independent consumer study, you can take holiday doing to holiday done and always be ready to handle last-minute holiday guests. Final days to save up to $900 on select laundry sets, including top brands like LG with Black Friday savings at the Home Depot. How doers get more done in November 29th. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. See better and drive safer with new bulbs from O'Reilly Auto Parts. Get a better view of the road and save. Receive a $15 O'Reilly gift card after rebate plus two times O rewards points with the purchase of Sylvania Silver Star Ultra or select ZXE Twin Pack Bulbs. Replace your old bulbs and see better. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts or O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Discover, this is Daniela. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just want to thank you for making me feel so special. I earned cash back on debit for my dinner party groceries. That's great. But with Discover Cashback Debit, we give everyone cash back on everyday purchases. Anything else I can help you with? Do you like asparagus and mushroom sorbet? I've got leftovers. Introducing Discover Cashback Debit, a checking account with cash back. It pays to Discover. Eligibility in terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Sometimes I struggle to get to sleep. My body stopped for the day, but my mind is still running. So I take ZQuil. ZQuil, the world's number one sleep aid brand, has a range of non-habit forming products to fit you and your family's needs. Invest in a great night's sleep for the best you tomorrow. I'm awake and ready to take on anything. Better days start with ZQuil nights. Explore our products at ZQuil.com. Uses directed, keep out of reach of children. It's 2 p.m. in Memphis. Giannato and Jeffrey time. Get off the fence. Live on Memphis's sports station. 92.9 FM ESPN. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Giannato and Jeffrey show. We're coming to you live from Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Jeffrey Wright. You can follow me on Twitter at JWright929ESPN. Dennis Fuller's producing the program for us. Glad that he's with us. Sitting across from me is the Commercial Appeals lead sports columnist. The lead sports columnist to the number one sports section in the state of Tennessee. Top three sports columnists in the state of Tennessee. Barely. Tied for eighth best sports columnist in the United States of America. He's on Twitter at MGianato. Mark, good day, sir. Oh, Jeffrey, you, you smell that in the air. It's not It's not just getting really cold outside. It's not just, it doesn't feel like 
it feels like winter officially, right? In Memphis. Oh, I'm miserable. It's it's I, pretty cold. I screenshotted, I took a look at the weather app, and you know, like tomorrow's gonna be in the 30s. Like we're gonna have like three or four straight days in the 30s. Like I I was I was very depressed. I've got good news. This might bring warmth to your heart. Probably won't, but continue. Speculation season, baby. The coaching carousel is starting to a spin. You know, it, I think we should. You're right. I, I see you exasperated because the coaching carousel. Remember, two years ago we had a gravitron. Right. So we, I actually, uh, Lawrence, who listens to the show, threw out on Sunday, "Is this a gravitron?" And my first instinct was, "No." You have for it to become a gravitron, like Mike Elko going from someone, Duke to Dabo would have had to go to Texas A&M. It's someone leaving. To me, it doesn't become a, a gravitron until someone leaves a destination job by his choice. Yes. And so, like when but, the when the Notre Dame coach leaves to go to LSU, yeah, it's on. But what we're seeing is Jeffrey. I call it speculation season because now, really, if we're talking about what's the most intriguing, you've got co- obviously still, I would say, a normal coaching carousel going on right now. As of now, nothing, nothing as we said, as you just said, nothing too crazy. But also, like some jobs have opened up very clearly. Um, and now we've got a report today. I don't know how much credence I put into it, but a report today involving Ryan Silverfield, mentioning Ryan Silverfield, I think is probably the best way to put it. Um, but you got that. Then well, you- in fairness, this is a job search that also included John Gruden. So maybe we should take <laughs> the names with a grain of salt. Um, and then the other part of it now, though, is with the transfer portal opening up, now we've got all, you know, it's transfer season because let's just be honest, if you're a transfer worth a damn, the day you go into the portal is not like you kind of know. Okay, here are like the probably the three schools I'm going to go to by the time you actually enter your name into the portal, at least. And sometimes you've already picked out your school. <sighs> I think now there's also a decent amount. So I don't like speculation season. What, what, what were you calling it? Speculation season. I'm calling it free agency. Okay. <laughs> free agency slash extension season. Okay. Because really what we're seeing a lot is. Hey, I've got a football coach that I got a football coach that won a decent amount of games. No one's really trying to hire him. Can we throw his name out there so that you believe that he's going somewhere so I can get him an extension? We're in extension season for coaches. Okay. And then I think what we're also I think there are a decent amount now that will a decent amount of players that will put their name in the transfer portal to see what happens. Mm, you just see what offers you get. Correct. Test uh, the water. Okay, I see. Now, That's... I do think there's a decent amount mm-hmm. because Mark, we know Everyone. There's no tampering in no, college sports. Absolutely not. At least the at least college one thing at least the college football is at least honest about, like at least we don't say legal tampering mm-hmm. like we do in the NBA, yeah. which is always drives me insane. Yeah. It's like tampering by definition yeah. is illegal. If it's it's just then it's just talking. Right. Correct. <laughs> it's not legal tampering, it's talking. Just it's quiet period, dead period. Maybe that's the one thing that the the college gets right. Like at least like define it. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got a lot to get to because it is we, we've got to sort what's true and what's not in all of this mess, Jeffrey, especially starting with Ryan Silverfield. We'll get to that here in a second on Tell the Truth Tuesday. Um, also got to talk some more Grizzlies. I've got, to, I've got some drastic measures I want to put in mm. place for tomorrow night's game against the Jazz. I'll, we'll go into that here in a second. Two, 230, 240 or so, Tim Murray from VSIN will join us. Get his thoughts. Very important college football playoff ranking tonight or no? I really don't think the rankings are that important. I suppose if we find out that they've dropped, 
Like, they would have to drop Florida State behind Oregon for me to go, whoa. Whoa. But I, I don't think they're going to do that. Well, where, yeah. And they'll, it, or slot Ohio State ahead of yeah, maybe, Oregon yeah. or something. Someone would, with one loss would have to pass Florida State. Yeah. Um, but really, what matters is the results of the weekend. Yes. As I, as I, Predicted months ago, most very impactful you, championships no. Saturday. I said it was going to be the most. Oh, uh, impactful. I thought you were taking credit for Alabama Georgia. No, Al- well, I said Alabama Georgia, and I said I thought it was going to be like actually a good championship weekend this year. And I think it, three of the games are like feel very meaningful: the Florida State Louisville game, the Georgia Alabama game, and then um, the Pac-12 championship game. Yeah, that's Friday night. It's tough to get my blood going for Michigan, I, Iowa is like, well, no, probably not. The Big Ten West has never won the game. Yeah. I think they've only covered once. This might be the year. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jim How are they scoring? return game. Like, what? Oh, God. What is? I wonder what Iowa's team total is. I don't know, but it's a 21-point spread, and I think it's like. Oh, no, dude. 23. 23, it's all I have to yeah, 23. I bet Iowa's team total is like. It's six and a half. The thing Michigan fans are enamored with is Eric All, who used to play for Michigan, um, is Iowa's leading receiver. Jeffrey, he hasn't played in the month of November. <laughs> well, and then also, Kate McNamara was supposed to be the starter. Yeah. He's, he's not referring to him. He's referring he's, to him as like the other school. The other, the other team or whatever. Um, nonetheless, uh, lots to get to with Tim Murray of VEASAN, a big college, week of college football ahead of us. Um, Three o'clock or so, we will get into the list. We didn't get to it yesterday. I want to get into this Josh Giddy situation in Oklahoma City. The implications for the NBA. Some people have related it to the John Morant. You know what? The way that people have compared the way the NBA is handling Josh Giddy's what is appears to be alleged improper relationship with a minor. how the NBA is handling that compared to how the NBA's handled the John Morant situation. Yeah, that's been that's been hot in the streets. Yeah, we should talk about it. Russell Westbrook got mad at someone again for saying uh probably Westbrook. Westbrook, we don't know exactly. Uh, I, every time it's the, always the same thing. Okay. Um by the way, Michigan 23 point favorites and the totals 35 and a half. I think I'm right. I bet the Iowa team total is going to be about 6 and a half. And then uh, I thought I thought the uh, the uh, Carolina Panthers owner David Tepper had a uh, one of the uh, more bizarre bizarre yeah. owner press conferences we've had since like probably the most bizarre non Davis family press conference we've had in a while. Yeah, but like at least Al Al would just be like upset. Now the one where he brought out the projector, the projector. no, no it was Lane Kiffin. It was yeah, when he fired Kiffin. Lane Kiffin. No, but it's not a projector. What did we call it? Overhead projector. Overhead projector. Yeah, when he brought yeah. out the overhead projector, that's yeah. when we were cooking with gas. Yeah, no, that was fantastic. They don't make them like Al Davis Correct. anymore. Um, so lots and lots to get to, but let's start Tell the Truth Tuesday with Ryan Silverfield. And um, it's interesting because today, uh, I guess it's pigs.com, which is uh, the 247 Indiana site. Um, is now... So, could you help me out? Mm-hmm. O- oftentimes, these team sites, like... So, Peaks.com is, is like a legacy I, Indiana... I, I understand, yeah. but what is the ref... Like, Peaks, what is... That's an Indiana term, I'm, ass- I'm assuming. Like, yeah, my, I, I used to work for Rebel Grove. Like, it, you know what I mean? Like, what is a... There's got to be some connection with Peaks.com. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it might be... Uh, I think it's the... Oh, I think... So I've met the guy, the the guy who does Indiana basketball for Peaks.com is like kind of legendary in the recruiting space. He's been like, he was like 
covering recruiting before like sure. recruiting was being covered. He's Jeff Rabjohns. He's a every school has one, and um, so I know, and he's like very reliable and very plugged mm-hmm. in uh, with stuff. I don't know. It's not him who wrote this story well, from Peaks dot com. It's the it's their football guy. So I don't know. I don't know what Peaks means. Is long story short, I just know it is a legacy recruiting website in Indiana. Um, but as part of its sort of updated hot board, because recruiting sites, let's be real, recruiting sites, one of the great things they brought us were hot boards. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, I don't Absolutely. think I, we saw Internet, hot boards yeah. before recruiting sites. Um, that's like their great contribution to society. Message boards and hot boards. Yes. <laughs> right? The, the original online take and the hot board. Um, so here's what was written. Um, if I can find it. Yes. Here's what was written. Uh, by Peegs.com today. It was a subscriber-only story. We have heard that Indiana has started to interview candidates, and the names that have come up for those interviews are um, Jason Candle, uh, Carrie Fry, Paul Crist. All right, Carrie Fry is whom? I don't know. Jason Candle's the Toledo coach. Yes, I know that. Yeah, Paul Crist, Sean Lewis, and Ryan Silverfield. And then this is the, they added some nice caveats here to make sure they covered themselves. That does not mean those are the only ones getting a chance to make their so pitch. So they're not they did not include Gruden. No. Even though we had reports earlier this weekend. That does not mean those are the only ones getting a chance Carrie, to make their name? pitch. Kate Carey Fry, F R Y E. I mean, I Okay, so that's not a Hayden Fry. Decide. These are just the ones that we have heard are expected to get that opportunity, but things are obviously fluid and things can change. Tom Herman is someone else that could get an interview, but we have not been able to confirm that. So, so that's from Peegs.com. Carrie Fry, I don't see a Carrie. Justin Fry was the Ohio State O-line coach. Maybe that's who it is. Maybe I'm, may I have copied and pasted it wrong. Yeah, because I have no idea who Carrie Fry is. I think that's who it is. I think it's Justin Fry. Okay. So he's the Ohio State O-line coach. Okay. That would make sense. Um, Regardless, um, and then, so I went over to the Indianapolis Star as well because Zach Osterman has been covering Indiana for a really long time for them and broke the news that that they had fired um, Tom Tom Allen. And so... Um, I went over, he has a story that he updated, it looks like, yes, this afternoon. Um, And so here's who he lists as kind of his top candidates for the job based on conversations he has, he's had. They've hired a surgeon. He has Jason Candle listed, the Toledo coach. Um, Paul Crist, the former Wisconsin and Pittsburgh coach. Willie Fritz he has on his list, the Tulane coach. Um, Sean Lewis, the offensive coordinator, I guess former offensive coordinator at Colorado, was the I think was the who was he the head coach of? He was the head coach of Kent State. Kent State, that's right. And uh, anytime your head coach goes and takes an offensive coordinator job, mm-hmm. uh, I know you find this hard to believe. Kent State was a horrific football team this year. Yeah. Um, so he, th- I think he's it. still technically the offensive coordinator. He but, obviously wants out because Dion did the stupid. Taking the play call yeah. from him, yeah, and gave it to Pat freaking Shermer. Yes, so that that's who that's who Zach has as kind of his main candidates, and um, he's got some others listed here who could make sense based on the based on sort of what they've laid out as their requirements. Um, I think my tell the truth here is, 
this feels more like, hey, we want to get your you, you We want to get your name out there. We're we're get, we're making sure Ryan's name gets out there because we're in the middle of negotiations on a contract extension. But Ye- yes. I could be proven wrong. Like I, it's, it does not feel to me like I would put much credence into this as him of him being a legitimate, a serious candidate. Let's put it that way: a serious candidate. Does that mean Indiana? Is not going to kick the tires on Ryan Silverfield or the or Turnkey, the search firm that is looking at him, won't turn the turn, you know, kick the tires on Ryan Silverfield coming off a nine three year. I bet they will. Yeah, yeah I mean, this. But that's, like, do I think he is? A, do I believe he is a okay, serious let, candidate for Indiana? No, me, I don't. Let me lay out a couple of things. I honestly don't know whether or not he's a serious candidate. I suspect that it is extension season. Mm-hmm. What I do know is that. Indiana, up until about two weeks ago, was doing the move that a lot of times you do when you've got a coach with a huge buyout, Mm -hmm. where they were coming up with every reason imaginable to keep Tom Allen. Yeah. Because I think, what, they gave him like $20 million, something like that? It's a a big buyout. It is a massive buyout. One of the bigger buyouts ever. And keep in mind, that's your number two sport. No, yeah, Indiana is a lot like right. Memphis, where like well, it's Memphis just a, or others, you know. I would even bas- Kentucky, you know. Although Kentucky, they're paying, but yeah, there. but like in the end, like they don't want to spend twenty million dollars on a football coach on a football getting That's not re- coaching. Correct. They they yeah. did not want to do that. They blew a massive lead. They lost to Michigan State, and then they blew a massive lead to Purdue in the second half, and then they their hand was forced. So the reason why I mention all that is. I'm not sure how far along they actually are because also like Indiana was one of those jobs that people had tagged early in the year as all right this one like when we saw what they looked like okay well the Indiana job's going to come open but most of the movement was towards keeping Tom Allen until mm. they finished horrifically so I'm not sure how far along it is I would say this I do not understand how Ryan Silverfield makes sense for that job for a couple of reasons. Number one, like if you look at if you look at Indiana's success. Well, what, like, if you're Ryan no, Silverfield, do you want that job? Um I mean you're gonna get you're gonna get paid pretty well. Yeah. I mean it's and ultimately you're not like it's not exactly you you're nine and three, but you're ultimately you heard it from him after the temple game. He's dealing well, with this you is know, this is the cold reality. People that, who he does you know, he doesn't like he doesn't like that there's so many critics of his nine and three season. Right, but this is this is an unspoken thing in coaching communities that is true, but they'll never admit. There is like they are just like us. They're willing to go take a job for a bunch of money, knowing that you're probably taking losses. You're getting fired, but that's why the money, most of the money's guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, when you see a lot of coaches that will take an SEC job, knowing it's probably a one-contract job, but it's twenty-five million dollars guaranteed, mm-hmm. usually. Yeah, you're set for life. Correct. Yeah. So, now the question is, what is Indiana going to do? Because there's also the issue that we just pointed out: the Tom Allen buyout. Yeah. So, do they want to go cheap? Correct. Because, and the reason I bring this up is. At first, when we, you know, Ryan will come cheaper than some of these guys, probably. I, don't know. I mean, I think Candle's like the highest paid Mac coach. I think it's like one seven, okay. one and he, six. And Ryan's a little higher than that. Yeah, I think He's Ryan's like one, one nine, one nine. Yeah, um, it'll be two million next year. I the think. reason why I bring that up is, I think A and M, weirdly, or maybe the 
the college football media on Sunday tried to portray the March Stoops thing as a fan revolt. Like, I think they yeah. tried to will it into a Shiano Sunday. Yeah. And it seems very clear what happened. And Billy Lucci of Texags, who is as plugged in as anyone at Texas A&M, like, he was pretty clear what happened. The, Ross went and started talking. Ross Bjork. Ross Bjork, who's now the A&M, or the A&M AD. He had opened up talks with, let's be real, Jimmy Sexton, mm-hmm. Mark Stoops' agent, thinking that he was going to get, have you, like, unilateral power to make the hire. This is what seems mm-hmm. to have happened. When presented with the board, because he needed the sign-off to say, this is who I want to go hire, the board sat there and was like, why are we paying $10 million a year to get Mark Stoops when we can get, I don't, I don't remember what the final figures were. Seven. It's seven a year, and it's incredibly incentive-laden for Mike Elko, which they deemed to be similar coaches. Mm-hmm. which I don't think is an outrageous position. But the point was, even Texas A&M, because they're sitting there going... Even they showed a little restraint right, once they had to fork over a big buyout. We got $75 million we owe And well, that one's not... Well, now I would assume what's different is the A&M one, like the athletic department, is covering that. Whereas, like, well, I would assume... I, I still think it's one of the most... It's one of the most unbelievable college football moments that got wildly overlooked. The 12th Man Foundation, which is their fundraising arm, yeah. presented the check to Ross Bjork at one of those timeouts yeah. during the last game. Jimbo's last game. Oh. So literally they were presenting him the money yeah. for the buyout. Uh, that's funny. Like so But like I would assume some people at Indiana had to step up for them to pay that twenty million dollar buyout. Correct. But usually the problem is They're not going to step up again. Well, the problem is the same people that you're asking to step up for the buyout are the same people that you'd be asking to yeah. go make the hire. So your point being that makes Ryan a more attractive candidate. It ways. makes him a more attractive candidate from a money perspective. Yeah. Here's the problem. Mm-hmm. Ryan has no Big Ten experience. He has he has been the assistant to the assistant, but that's an NFL of the, job of the Vikings and the and Detroit. Right. Yeah. But so he's lived in Minneapolis for nine months. No, he was in Minnesota for a while. But and he was with the Lions and for he was with the Lions for a while. No, okay. he has not. He he has not consistently recruited the Midwest. He's recruited the Southeast. Correct. So, and again, that doesn't mean you can't do it. Like Urban Meyer didn't have a ton of Florida ties when yeah, he left it. Utah. That's it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. When he left Utah. Yeah. No, and then he, when he went to Ohio State, he just kept recruiting Florida. Yeah. And there's a there's a corollary between Ohio State being good and Florida not being good. They're, those seem to overlap pretty well, but. The other thing is, like, this is a, like, to me, there's always, like, two types of hires. There's, we're going to, we're going to eat a little crap, but we're going to get the right guy. AKA, when Danny White went and hired Josh Heupel. Mm-hmm. And as a Tennessee coaching search always does, it gets insane. Biggest names get thrown out. But in the end, he hired the guy that he trusted that could do the job. Didn't super win the press conference, but guess what? He got the right guy. So it's either, that, or it's a win the press conference. I don't really know how Ryan fits into either. Yeah. Now, because it's not like the Indiana AD, like, at least, like, if people want to go, well, what if he goes and he does a good job in Indiana? It's like, Danny White worked with Josh Heupel for four years. Like, Mm -hmm. he knew what he was, he knew who he was working with. 
Yeah, I just don't, I I'll just be honest. I don't put much stock into his name being mentioned in one one report. Well, here's like, here's my tell the truth on this one. You ready? Yeah. Don't get pastored. Oh. <laughs> here's what. Here is my. Here's my new mission for us as college football fans. Sometimes when your coach leaves, it's not necessarily the worst thing. Oftentimes what happens is, especially if your coach leaves for a better job, this was the Brian Silverfield problem to begin with, in my opinion. Everyone freaks out, don't leave, don't leave, don't leave. Okay, you're... The University of Memphis football job is never going to be a destination football job. It's just not. Mm-hmm. It's not in a power conference. It's never going to pay. It's never going to be a destination job. So don't treat it as such. Mm-hmm. Be completely fine being the stepping stone job and stick to your formula. Yeah. So. Well, I think this is all like a premature conversation because I just don't think. I think Ryan's going to be the coach uh, next year. I know how college athletics works. No, but I think Ryan Silverfield is going to be the coach at Memphis next year. Right, but my point is, if Indiana, if Indiana does actually, like, let's be clear, if he ever becomes a candidate in Indiana, a serious candidate in Indiana, it's because they got told no a lot. Like he, he indeed might be in the mix way down the list. Mm-hmm. Pack his bags <laughs> for him. Uh, and so when you say don't get Josh Passner, don't get roped into an extension. Because, yeah. Well, don't get roped into like, let's be real. They're very similar in the fact that neither one of them has let the program crater. It's mm-hmm. undeniable. Yeah. You could do a lot worse. Yeah. hundred percent true. Yeah. It's also a hundred percent true. In my opinion, at this point, like you've not found a special coach. You found maybe a, a, a an elite bus driver, <laughs> an elite. Bus driver. That's an elite bus driver. Game manager plus. (sighs) Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know if there's, like I said, I don't even think there's going to be bags packing necessary. Well, I mean, I think the biggest problem with Indiana is Indiana, I'm sure, has targeted Ryan Grubb, who was the offensive coordinator at Washington. Grubb was at Indiana with Kalen DeBoer. So most Indiana football fans think of the golden age. Yeah, of, but you can't they, if they make the playoff. You can't wait for him, can you? He's a coordinator. Coordinators are always like you do the double job. Oh, I see. Remember, okay. Kiffin got fired in in like halftime of the playoff game. <laughs> That's a good point. That's yeah. an all time saving move. Um, yeah, we'll see. I don't know if I that job's tough at Indiana. I guess maybe it's it, better now with no divisions. Maybe. It, yeah, but you're still. Well, yeah, we're in the okay. good division though. No, they were, no, they were in the East. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. No, but the problem is, yeah, you lose divisions, but you're still adding USC, UCLA, Washington, and Oregon, yeah. four schools that I would say are all better than you. Oh yeah, I mean it's a bottom, it's a bottom tier. I mean, what job in the in the? I'd rather have Purdue. Purdue has more success than Indiana does in football. Yes. Would you rather have Northwestern? Uh, what's my NIL situation? Seems like it's not bad. Like the money yes. wise, they're not bad at then Northwestern. I would rather right have Northwestern. Minnesota? Minnesota. You both it's both been proven you can win more there than you can in Indiana. Rutgers? I mean, that's the that's the tier because Rutgers and like Maryland. Whether or not Shiano at least Maryland, you got a recruiting base. Yeah, like I'm in like I'm in a recruiting And Rutgers, to be honest. I guess you could make the argument with Rutgers, maybe Shiano's like the one guy that has figured it out. 
but yeah, I think yeah, that any there's not many. I, I definitely rather have Maryland. Uh, now, now I think about it, definitely rather have Maryland. <laughs> it's probably the worst job in the Big Ten. There's an argument to be made. Indiana yes. is the worst job in the Big Ten. Yes. <laughs> I mean, for God's sakes, Northwestern has been to a Rose Bowl. Yeah. No. Um, and the, there, there's investment there. I mean, I guess this twenty million buyout shows there's a little investment at Indiana. Yeah, but too, what if but... that twenty million buyout's coming out from your pocket? Yeah. Oh, man. And Northwestern's new stadium looks sweet. All right. I got to tell the truth on the Grizzlies. All right. Let's hear it. Um, So they don't play tonight. So they can't lose tonight. (laughs) Thank God. They can't lose tonight, Jeffrey. But they've got a home game tomorrow night against the Utah Jazz. Um, Here's my tell the truth. Taylor Jenkins and the Grizzlies should treat tomorrow night's game against the Utah Jazz like game seven of a playoff series. We need a we need oh, a yeah. home we need a home win. All right, they cannot leave here again without a home win. Oh, I uh, sign me up for this. And so if here, you look, I know next week maybe they'll get a winnable one. We don't know who it's going to be yet. They haven't announced. You know they're going to play next Wednesday and Friday. We just don't know the opponents and we don't know where. One will be home. One will be. We away. assume because it's going to be teams that didn't make the play. Whatever the play. There's in a part chance of- it'll be someone you know not great. But so are you? Yeah. I, I, but we don't know that yet. It's a TBD on the schedule, and it still would mean you're going to enter the month of December without a home win. We I, do not need to enter the month of December without a home win. And I presume that's going to be a situation where one's a home game, the other's a road game? Yes. Okay. I'm all in on this with you, and I would go a step further. Desney, I, I want I want max minutes for Des and Jaron tomorrow night. I want max Like, whatever Rose, Derek Rose can give you, he's going to yeah, – like, I want all those minutes – so, I want. I want. I, I'm even more so with you on this. I don't know if I want Zaire on the court for this one. This, you know, like I don't. You know, I I want. I want. I want to be going. This needs to be a short rotation. Eight guys going just for the dub. Could not agree more. I would also treat the next nine games. Mm-hmm. Mark, when Bill Clark was at UAB, because UAB was a very popular candidate for a bye game for a lot of big schools. Mm-hmm. Bill Clark treated those games, shall we say, oftentimes you'd see guys that, wait, we're starting that guy? We're working on our depth. Correct. Mm-hmm. So that come CUSA time, he had all his starters good to go. Yeah. Had him healthy. Mm-hmm. The man could win CUSA football. Mm-hmm. I think Taylor Jenkins should take the same approach. Like, there's just some nights you look at that and you're like, "We're not, no, like, we're not winning." Go, you go for the Jazz game, even if it means you are just sacrificing. You have a back to back at Dallas, out Phoenix, at Phoenix. Probably not winning either of those games, anyways. Like, okay, a, and you're 100 percent right about the the home thing. Yes, you got to get a home win. They're 0 and 8. They've literally never gone this long without a home win. Mark, and we're starting to get like this yes. is like the longest. Ever an NBA well, team? Forget that. It's not. We're not there the yet. The other thing is, who's checked in on the environment? Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to cheer for the team when they're losing every game. Well, not only that, like I mean, we just had Anthony Edwards be like, "Man, I've never seen this place like this." Yeah, we need. I we need the Grizzlies need to go for broke for that W tomorrow night. I would argue not the Grizzlies. Taylor mm-hmm. Jenkins <laughs> needs to start going for broke, and here's the biggest reason why. The number one option on the order of operations when disappointing season starts, there's always the same move every single time. May not be your fault. It may be your fault. Guess what? First person gone is the head coach. He's not. I understand when everyone keeps doing the whole he's not, he's not. 
Mark, if they are three and twenty-two, not- all bets are off. It's it's no different than I tell you with football brain. When we said when we got the COVID season, when we all if, if lost they struggle arms, with jaw. I could see them making – I could see a move happening if they're struggling okay. with job Guess back. what buys you a little extra leeway? Winning a couple extra games. Yeah. No, I mean, listen, when you look at the schedule, there's not – there are not a lot of great opportunities coming up for the Grizzlies. I'm not going to lie. Like, you've got, I believe, two games against Houston. You know, maybe you win the – including the, the Dylan return to Memphis game. Um, you've got – Two games against Dallas, Phoenix. You got Oklahoma City on the road. Like there's, and then the two games we don't know yeah. yet. Like they're really like, again, it's why I reemphasize tomorrow night against the Utah Jazz. Like they badly need a W for 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 what you're talking about in terms of like how gruesome the record will be when Ja comes back, and also just literally like. You're gonna have to start asking like, will they ever win a home game? Like, I mean, I know that no, I know they won't go zero and eighty two, but it's like crazy. I mean, the one good thing is right now the Grizzlies on a national level are so irrelevant that you're not having to deal with the clowning. But once you start like setting records, like NBA records, you can't be doing that. Well, no, the real problem is we are done with college football for a while after mm-hmm. this weekend, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people that are going to start focusing a lot more. Like, as the calendar gets closer to Christmas, everyone starts paying attention to the NBA more. And more importantly, the the shows are going to start focusing more on the NBA, mm-hmm. talking about the NBA. Like they well, be- the, well it, the reality is those those that week leading – Ja comes back on a Tuesday, technically. That Monday and Tuesday, there's going to be a lot of Grizzlies talk. Oh, yeah. And what is your record going to be when they're talking about you in that segment, in those segments? Is it going to be – Four and twenty-two, which is, if we're going to be honest here, based well, it'd on be four and twenty-one, four and twenty-one. That's right. But based, I mean, on, like of these games, maybe they'll be favored tomorrow night at home I against mean, the Jazz. I, as, as I told you, they're not going to be favored any of the other games here. Dallas, the two Dallas games, the two Houston games at Phoenix, at Oklahoma City. They're not going to be favored in any of those. The games. only one, the only one you could talk me into is maybe Houston at home. Correct. Only the home game. But it's it was no, no jaw in that game, though. Right, but no. it's, you know, the, whatever the lines. The problem with the Grizzlies is they are not only bad, like they are just getting destroyed even against the spread. So where the Grizzlies were favored against the Jazz the last time they played them at home, like the Jazz but, won. Like, But I also just think, like, for going narrative-wise, like, one, you've just, you've just had this homestand. Like, let's be honest. One of the more depressing homestands in a long time. What this has been here, right? Oh, I would even argue like it felt. Didn't it feel irrelevant? Yeah, like the. I guess yeah, irrelevance, right? Or whatever. But the past three, really, since that Boston game, not only are you losing games, it feels like the team has lost its spirit somewhat. You know, like you can just see it. They're demoralized. Yeah, okay, I and guess then, this is the problem, though, because I do think. I don't know. I've always believed this. Like, when you are overmatched and you're physically overmatched, it looks like you're not giving effort. But I'm not saying – I'm not talking about effort. I'm talking about they I mean, look, we did have the, snipe, the snapping at each other. They look – like, look at Jaron during the games. His body language is awful. Awful. That when, when 
the the video of Marcus Smart yelling at them and saying uh, it's embarrassing. Like the body language of Desmond Bain just keeled over, looking at the ground. Awful body language. I don't blame these guys. Like yeah, they, yeah like it, it, it hurt. You know, it's got to be frustrating. I bet you. You know, I was gonna go look it up. I wonder. You know, when's the last time any of these guys lost this many games? Like, I mean, together. Not together, period, in their whole freaking lives of playing basketball. have they, I bet you it's been well, very I mean, Jaren, rare. Jaren, Jaren was on a bet, pretty bad team his first year. Yeah, but do you think, did that team lose three of 16 or whatever it is right now? I Certainly don't know. It felt like it. It felt like it. You're right. Um, probably that, yeah, probably Jaren's rookie year is, is a comparable feeling to right now. Um, but, I mean, was, wasn't Marcus on some of those Boston teams I mean, he made the playoffs basically. I mean, yes, maybe his first Boston team was bad, but he he made the playoffs. I thought he made the playoffs every year. I thought that was the whole thing with him. Um, but nonetheless, you've got you're coming off the last two games. You had Derrick Rose call the team out after the game against Phoenix. You had Marcus Smart call out the team during the game against Minnesota. And if you were to come out against the Jazz on Wednesday and have another, you know game, frankly, that goes like the first two games you played against the Jazz, where you know, ultimately the Jazz just hit a bunch of threes and just kicked your butt, ultimately. Um, like, that's gonna be really, like, it's just gonna be really bad. <laughs> like, if you can't, you know, like, the, the it's, it's really, it's a really bad sign when you're quote-unquote pulling out all the st- emotional stops, you know, and, um, None of it seems to be working. That that gets really demoralizing and gets, you know, that's when guys start, like, you know, shutting down. And, like, you know, the benefit the Grizzlies have is that they've got J- the John ja Morant at the end of the rainbow, if you will. There's light, you know, the tun- they're, they're going through this dark tunnel, and on December 19th, they're going to emerge from it All with right. John ja Morant. There was a stretch in 2018... And I think Jaron was still playing at this point. When did Jaron finally shut it down? Felt like it was like February, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. All right, there was a stretch from December through. Uh, it was the stretch that made the, essentially convince them. Yeah, we should just shut him down for the year. Correct. They went three and nineteen. Yeah. So, um, it's this is as bad. This is basically we're we're veering into you know Shelvin the Shelvin Mack era here. Uh, Grizzlies. So uh, let's uh, let's hope uh, they get a win against the Jazz again. My truth of the day: we need to treat tomorrow night's Jazz game. If if you're the Grizzlies, if you're Taylor Jenkins, that game needs to be treated like a game seven. We need that dub. Play, you know, play. Yes, you play your best guys. No need to go ten deep. Whatever. All right, when we come back, let's talk a little more college football. College football playoff rankings are out tonight. The coaching carousel spinning beyond just Ryan Silverfield. We'll talk about all that and more with Tim Murray of Vison. He'll join us next. You're listening to Giannotto and Jeffrey on 92.9 FM ESP. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Again. Giannato and Jeffrey broadcast live from the Red River Toyota Studios. Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. This hour of G&J is brought to you by the Next Generation 10G Network. Only from Xfinity. The Giannato and Jeffrey Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. Tim Murray's host of VSIN Primetime airing live each and every weeknight from 5 until 8 p.m. local time. He's on Twitter at 1TimMurray. Also, the college football betting podcast from VSIN available each and every week. All right, Tim, I guess let's discuss this a little strategy here. Um, so I've got Georgia plus 250 to win the title. Do I hedge with Bama Moneyline this week? Because I feel like that's the only way they don't win the title. Hmm. Um, yeah, you certainly could go that route. Um, I do think Oregon is capable um, of potentially beating Georgia. Um, but have you, uh, boy, but Bo against Georgia. Have you seen Bo Nix this year? I know, but I also saw Bo last year. Bo was very good. I also saw him against Georgia. He looked like Bo against Georgia every year. They smush right. him. They smush the pocket. Okay. I think for me the real question with Georgia is, is both McConkie, Bowers, like if they're playing. I think my new rule with Georgia is as long as Mims, McConkie, and Bowers play, I take Georgia. Um, I, I just I don't know what to think of this Alabama team because, you know, Last week happened, um, and I'm a big, you know, believer of, you know, try to try to rinse your brain of, of what you saw last. But, you know, the, these are the types of spots that, that, you know, Saban thrives in, and I felt like they were on a rise here uh, up until recently. But he has not lost the SEC championship game since 2008. Well, it's hard to lose it last year when you weren't in it. Correct, but even the, even the Georgia, what was it, 2021, Georgia was favored. I think it was roughly about the same, wasn't it, like a six-point line? Yeah, yeah, and then and then Georgia got the best of them in the national championship with Jameis Williams getting hurt. So, so yeah, I don't know. I, I, I haven't, I mean, I, I'm conflicted on this one. Uh, I do think there's a little bit of overreaction to, to Alabama's poor performance last week. We've seen the line move two points. To, to go back to your question, um, I mean, you got to ask yourself, do you think Alabama's capable of winning this game um and that, yes and that and that deci- that's that you decide on, on your hedge because you're eating into your potential profit of of that i mean honestly though you know the futures market is 
I, I don't think it's going to change too drastically. DraftKings right now is plus 205 on Georgia. I mean, Michigan's right now got shorter odds, but the reason they have shorter odds is because their opponent this weekend is easier, right? Because they're playing Iowa and they're a 23-point favorite. Georgia's only a six-point favorite. So once... Saturday unfolds, and if Georgia wins, then they, I believe, will become the favorite because if they beat Alabama, they're more than likely going to play Florida State in the first round. Uh, We'll see how the rankings play out if Florida State can beat Louisville, which is a big if right now because they're only a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. And, boy, that was not a very uh, inspiring performance Saturday, albeit on the road in a hostile environment with Tate Rodemaker making his first career start. Well, because I'm I'm really invest interested in this Georgia Alabama game. One, yeah, because I never I never lost hope in my Crimson Tide this year. Never lo- even after that Texas loss. Um, but two, I'm still counting. By the way, if they lose on Saturday, I'm still counting it as I was right. Also, by saying they got another <laughs> loss coming. <laughs> um, Did you have what? under ten and a half wins? No, I didn't touch their win total. But it was after <laughs> after they lost to Texas. I aired, and I think it was maybe before the Ole Miss game. I was like, I don't know, man. This team's got another loss coming. But I, I just want to, I just want to see what happens because of it. Like, what does the college football playoff committee oh, it's do? Be chaos. What do they like? Like. I guarantee you that committee is going to be sitting in where they in Dallas usually, right? Uh, Is it? It's like four. Is it? It's one of those four seasons by like by the airport or something. Maybe okay. Well, whatever. Wherever they're holed up watching games this weekend, they are probably praying that they do not have to deal with the after effects of Georgia losing this weekend. Because I don't know what you do. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't, it all depend, how, I does the would, game, how does the game play yeah, out? Like, let's um, say let's say Alabama wins a close, epic SEC championship game against Georgia. You're really gonna leave out the two-time defending national champions in that scenario. That feels like I, I can't. I would be stunned if the committee did that. And their schedule has now turned out to be based off of their rankings, remember, their rankings. Florida State's the one I have circled as they can use the, well, they're not the same team without Jordan Travis. And and so I, even if they're undefeated, they'd uh, put Georgia in ahead of them. Do you buy that? I buy it more now that Louisville lost to Kentucky. I think that really, that well, they, they, they can really, because remember, they're as vague as possible. They can transitive property their way you, out of are, this. You're saying even if they win. Yes, I'm saying Florida State beats I don't, Louisville. I would be I would be surprised, but my my rationale last week was there's no way they're going to leave out Florida State if they go 13 and 0, especially if they beat a top 10 Louisville team, which is what they were last week. But tonight we're going to get a new batch of rankings and Louisville's going to drop because they lost to an unranked Kentucky team and Georgia, I mean once again, you look at the old like you said the transitive properties. So Georgia has wins over Kentucky by 38. Louisville just lost to them. They beat Missouri, top 10 team. They beat Ole Miss, what are they, 11? 11 or 12 in the they playoff committee They might be 10 tonight, yeah. I think they were 12 then, last week, so they'll be probably and then 11. magically, Tennessee is still a top 25 team for no apparent reason because they have nothing quality on their resume. They didn't even cover last week. That was a swift kick in the nuts. It was 45-10 in the f- fourth quarter, and I turned it off. Apparently, they muffed a punt. 
so I mean, you look at this. You look at this Georgia team, and yeah, it's 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 going to be fascinating if they do lose to Alabama because Alabama's in right. The SEC champion is getting in, but because remember a couple years ago, I forget what year it was. It was the year. Was it 14 when Ohio State won the title? Yes, that was the year that they they lost. I think was it Vatech early? I think Jeez, they lost. They lost a, well, a, well, what no, it, no, 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 no. I'm thinking about the year they lost to Penn State. So here's yes. So that was that was 2017, maybe. So you so Penn State went on to win the Big Ten, but Ohio State got in over them. But the difference was. Penn State had two losses. Ohio State had one, and they allowed Ohio State in. We still well, haven't seen a two. If Alabama wins on Saturday, they're in. Like, I don't know what well, here's, they'll here, be. Well, here's my in. question. You say they're in. What if Michigan wins? What mm-hmm. if Washington wins? What if Florida State wins? What if Texas wins? You're putting them in over Texas. They're a in Big over 12 Texas. Big 12 champion, Texas. Yep. With a head-to-head, this is why. Yes. Like it's, it could get this final year of the fourteen playoff. I, it's been all relatively smooth, and it could end up being all relatively smooth this year again. But this championship Saturday has the biggest potential to make this like hell on the college football I, playoff. I'm committee. actually, I'm gonna stake. I'm gonna go out. I'm getting my ski poles out. If thirteen and zero, if Florida State's thirteen and zero, there is not a one loss team that will jump them. I believe that. Okay. Because I, I, in, I tend I tend to agree. In the end, the number that they care about the most is the loss column. Mm. That's what they care about the most. Then they start doing all the BS when they have to try to sort through, you know, mm-hmm. this one loss team versus that one loss team. Undefeated team gets in regardless because they just like at the same time it's like Florida State went and scheduled LSU. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to. Yeah. Like they could have scheduled someone else and they beat them. So like you have to the games in the season has to matter to a certain degree. So and then why would Texas what? not get in? I also I'm planting my flag. That is the only way the SEC doesn't get a, a playoff team. Out. SEC will I will I will bet you every dollar in my bank account the SEC yeah, doesn't SEC. get left out. The question is are the is well, the SEC going to get two? Well, no. The question is like no. Here's how you spin it. The SEC did get a, t- uh, a team in. Texas is no. in. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> like the, it's a that's the other thing. It's a 10-point loss at home, and I get I, it. It's I, early in I, the season. I agree. I agree. But you And they've consistently it. ranked, no matter, even when Texas has looked, like, wobbly. What's a, what's, a, what's a better win? Texas beating Alabama or Alabama beating Georgia? Probably, but I mean, if we're using no prop. There's no problem. No, we're using no because we're using the transitive property. It's we've been with all the whole premise of this was transitive property because it's a true road game. Alabama beat Georgia, therefore Texas is better. Texas's win is better. Also, also Texas's uh, also Texas's loss is looking worse. You you and I both know this, having watched that game for our entire lifetimes. Red River is something that happens, but but it's an asterisk. We got we got to think about. Like all everything that you're saying is is a is a sane statement. The committee doesn't care. The committee will spin things. But however, this they, committee has actually been remarkably sane. Yeah, because it's been easy. Because there's no team up there that has a. There's four undefeated teams. No, t- Oregon lost to Washington. Ohio State lost to Michigan. Texas lost to Oklahoma, which is the worst in quotes loss out there. Alabama lost to Texas. Like there's no bad losses. There's no. There's no crappy things on these resumes, which is so 
fascinating about this whole discussion. So we'll see. I mean, I think Ty's going to go head to head. I I just there's because the also best remember- conference in the country is going to be left out if Alabama beats Georgia. What's the neat and clean scenario here? It's Georgia winning, Michigan winning, Florida State winning, Washington winning. That's yes. the neat and easy. Like even even Oregon beating Washington still clean. I think I think well, it not, stays not if Texas because then they've got one uh, like that's the other Oregon, thing. It's like Oregon Oregon's been ahead of Texas the whole time. Oregon would avenge their only loss. Oregon and, yeah. and Texas is going to be Oklahoma State who stinks. Yeah, I think he's right. right. Oregon would get in over. Oregon's yeah, been, I had a, Oregon consist. I had a five team money consi- line parlay. I'm not going to speak ill of what the Cowboys did in the second half. That was heroic. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. They have. I mean, they have been a disaster since since that win against Oklahoma. Um, but no, I think it's clean if it's Georgia, Michigan, Florida State winner of the Pac-12. I think okay. that's that's your four. Um, if Florida State loses, I think it stays clean. I think Texas gets in. And honestly, I think college football fans out there, and I don't know if there's any Florida State fans in in Memphis. Well, there's a there's a Norvell fans. Norvell fans. fans. Yeah, Norvell fans. To me, as college football fans, I think we would uh, the best four teams in college football are Georgia, Michigan, Oregon, and Texas. And I would like to see those four teams in the playoff. That would be my ideal scenario. Florida State loses to Louisville, and Washington, who by the way is undefeated. And as a nine and a half point underdog to Oregon, just want to point that out there. Uh, Oregon's crazy Oregon, line. Since that game, Oregon has been on a rocket ship. Na- neighbor, Washington has na- neighbor really Nick struggled. neighbor Mark would maybe bet on Washington in that game. <laughs> I think Penix is hurt. Right? He He's doesn't look right. My boy Nick's my my, my boy Bodacious is just on, let's, slinging it, let's, baby. Let's zing 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 zing. That was the best game he's ever played. I'm he not was kidding. awesome against Cornell. He was awesome Best against Oregon played. State. I've I've watched the guy since since he invented he was, the, the he front was shoulder face. I mean, he was. I was sitting there in in the Poconos of Pennsylvania, just with a grin on my face, saying, "Yep, there's my guy. There's my thirty to one, baby." I bet uh, on the zinging it around. I bet on the wrong. I know that when it's a coach is leaving, there's always one of two scenarios. Everyone goes, "Just fade him." Well, there is always the one last time together, one mm. last ride. No. And I think Kentucky actually thought it was going to be one uh. last ride. And it was, hey, even though I'm leaving, we all hate Louisville. So like, yeah, let's, let's just yeah. one last time. Let's just stick it to them one last time together. And then, John, I think we were should, I should have done the math of after they lost the Washington game in that fashion. And it was very obvious all week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.